today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You're praying and fasting, but you're just doing your own thing and seeking your own pleasures, and it's dishonest. And so you're asking me, you're praying, you're asking me for something, and I'm not going to give it to you because I can see right through you. I know exactly why you're asking me for that. I'm not going to give that to you. And truth be made known, you don't want him to give that to you. Because it could be to your own peril. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Isaiah. Do you ever feel like what you pray for is between you and God and really no one else can see or hear you? Do you use integrity when it comes to what is not seen by people? The temptation is there for sure. Today in his message, Pastor J.D. will challenge you to be honest when you pray and fast. God sees you. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Isaiah chapter 58 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Your observance of the Sabbath, which Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. By the way, if there's anyone who's interested in knowing, we get at this quite often actually. I think we did a pretty in-depth study on this when we were in Exodus 20 going through the Ten Commandments, and it was the Fourth Commandment. And we went in-depth into why it is that we do not keep the Jewish Sabbath as New Testament Christians. Now, those who do, we call them Sabbatarians, fine. You know, if they choose to esteem one day over the other, so be it. Don't judge others based on their Sabbaths or festivals or new moon celebrations. But we go in in depth into that. It should be on YouTube and our websites as well. But suffice it to say that they were doing the same thing with the Sabbath as they were doing with their praying and fasting. It was all an outward show. But it didn't match inwardly in their hearts. And this is the rebuke and the correction. And please don't miss this. Do you see a loving Heavenly Father so wanting to bless His people abundantly but can't? It's not that He won't, it's that He can't. Because as long as they're in violation of these principles and disobedient to the commands of God, God cannot. It's not that he won't. He just can't. He wants to, though. So it's almost like he's saying to us as his people, hey, I'll use myself, J.D., (laughs) I so want to bless you exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you could ever possibly imagine, think, or even ask. I want to bless you. I want to pour I want to open up the windows of of heaven and pour out a blessing that is just so much. You won't, you'll tell me, stop. I don't have, I can't take your, stop too much. That's how much he wants to bless us. And 
He wants us to know, like that sign, this is the way. This is the way. If you, then I can bless you. I so want to bless you. And here you're questioning me, even blaming me as to why it is that your life is in the state that it's in. Have you ever considered, I know this is shocking, have you ever considered that you're the one to blame? And if I can just get you back on track, so to speak, back in sync with me, walking in the Spirit, not fulfilling the lusts of the flesh, then when you fast and pray, whoa, everybody quiet, JD's fasting and praying. No, seriously. It's been affectionately referred to as the heavenly hush. And again, think about it as a parent. When our kids were young, I just, in fact, we have home video. Every once in a while, it's kind of hard sometimes because, oh man, they, they grow up so fast. But when they were young, and we have these home videos of them, and they just were so adorable. And the way they would talk, they just were so, I, sometimes I just wanted to hear their voice. So I would do something to make them talk so I could get, so I could hear their voice, because I just love to hear their voice. I wonder if that's the way the Heavenly Father is with us. He just, he, he loves to hear us. Hear from us. And he longs to bless us. And never think for a second that God doesn't want to answer our prayers. Are you kidding me? I mean, we as earthly parents know how to give good gifts to our kids when they ask us. We're not going to give them a snake if they ask for a a fish. I think that's the... Think about that. How, How much more? You're fallen. You're sinful. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? He's not going to withhold anything from you. If it's good, He wants to give it to you. I want to share with you other reasons from Scripture that our prayer and fasting can go unanswered. So this is not exhaustive, and in no particular order, what follows are seven reasons from Scripture that our prayers can go unanswered. And the first one is specific to husbands. It's going to get very uncomfortable, guys. But it has to do with husbands who mistreat their wives. Listen to what the Apostle Peter wrote in his first epistle, chapter 3, verse 7. Husbands, in the same way, dwell in understanding, or as some of your translations render it, be considerate as you live with your wives, and treat them with respect as the weaker partner, not the inferior partner. They're joint heirs. They're weaker physically. They're joint heirs with you of the gracious gift of life. And here's why. So that nothing will hinder your prayers. Translated, if you're inconsiderate with your wife, If you're not dwelling with them in understanding, if you're not respectful to them, loving of them, 
then your prayers are going to bounce off the heat, uh, ceiling, husband. I'm very convicted right now, and so I want to move on to number two, but I just want to make sure you got that. Guys, the way we treat our wives has a direct correlation to how God will hear and answer our prayers. And if we mistreat them as their husbands, our prayers will be hindered. Now, I'm not going to share with you examples from my own marriage as a husband. Married for 33 years because I'm the pastor and I have a perfect marriage. So let's move on to number two. (laughs) Is there a lightning bolt behind me yet? There should be. Selfish motives. Again, this is James talking a lot about James tonight, chapter 4, verse 3. When you ask, you do not receive. And here's why. Because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Now, boy, this is exactly what we just got done studying in Isaiah. You're praying and fasting, but you're just doing your own thing and seeking your own pleasures, and it's dishonest. And so you're asking me, you're praying, you're asking me for something, and I'm not going to give it to you because I can see right through you. I know exactly why you're asking me for that. I'm not going to give that to you. And truth be made known, you don't want him to give that to you. Because it could be to your own peril. You know, it's been said that, yeah, we thank God for all the prayers he's answered, but how about all the prayers he's not answered? In some ways, you're almost more thankful to him for the prayers that he didn't answer, because had he answered that prayer that way, oh my goodness, it would have been catastrophic. I would have, I would have taken that thing and just, I mean, it could have taken me down. And God knows that. One of the things that's really helped me, and I've shared this often, I don't think I could ever share it enough, but God will always answer our prayers the same exact way we would answer our own prayers if we knew what He knew. That should bring great consolation and comfort to every single one of us. So God does answer our prayers. It's just that sometimes we don't like the answer. He's going to answer it in one of three ways. Yes, love it when he says yes. No, why not? (laughs) Or how about this one, wait. Well, we're going to talk about that in a moment. Number three, it's not God's will. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of Him. In other words, if it's His will, you got it. You may not get it when you want it, or the color you want it, or the way you want it, but He will give it to you if it's according to His will. If it's good and it brings God glory, you got it. It's all yours. Number four, it's not God's timing. This is a biggie. We saw this in Isaiah 30, verse 18. Therefore, the Lord 
will wait. I hate to wait. (laughs) And so do you too. I don't want wait. I, I would almost rather have a no so I can go back and edit the prayer so I get a yes, but not a wait. <laughs> oh, wow, I struck a chord with that one, huh? Therefore the Lord will wait that He may be gracious to you, and therefore He will be exalted, that He may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for Him. This is the timing of God. Now, we're always quick to say, you know, God's delays are not God's denials. How cliche is that? It's true, but, you know, God, God's timing is perfect. God's never late. Well, yeah, the other problem is He's never early either. And again, truth be made known, we don't want Him to be early. He's going to wait because it's not the right time, as one so aptly quipped. When the timing is wrong, God says, slow. When I'm wrong, God says, grow. When the request is wrong, God says, no. (laughs) But if the timing is right, and I'm right, and the request is right, God says, go. Here you go. It's the timing of God. Number five, I give up too quickly. You know, we uh, refer to it affectionately as the parable of the persistent widow with an unjust judge. Not that God is an unjust judge, but I mean this woman would not give up. She's texting him every day, all day, every night, all night, posting on his social media pages, knocking on his door, calling him up, tries to block her, that doesn't work, demanding justice. And finally the judge is like, oh my God, how am I going to get her to stop? So because of her tenacity and her persistence, (laughs) he gets up and gives her that which she has asked him for. That's the point of the parable, and we're given that in verse 1 of Luke 18, before the parables even taught, Jesus spoke a parable to them, and here's the purpose and the meaning of the parable, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Don't give up. Ask, keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock, keep on knocking. Have you ever heard, I, you probably have, I know I did when I was a, a, a young believer many, many years ago, had this well-intentioned sister in Christ tell me that if you have to ask God a second time, that's a show of a lack of faith. I'm like, oh, man, I've been asking Him like all the time for this. That that, that means that I, well, no wonder God's not. No, you just have to ask Him one time and have faith. Uh, okay. So, I'm sorry, Lord. I, okay, one time, just, Lord, will you? And then, and then finally, and thankfully, I had a brother in Christ come up to me and say, that's false. It is? Yeah. I'm so confused. 
Well, of course, Satan's the author of confusion. No, there's a, in the original language, when Jesus says, Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. That is a continual asking, a continual seeking, continual knocking. And isn't it interesting that this parable about the persistent widow is all about praying and never, never, never giving up. Example, when a parent prays for a prodigal son or a wayward daughter, listen, never, ever, 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 ever stop. Never lose heart. God wants them right with Him more than even you do. And how about this? God actually loves them more than you ever could. You never stop. You keep praying and never lose heart. Number six, I regard sin in my heart. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a biggie. Of course, they're all biggies. Psalm 66, verses 18 and 19. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Now, this is not inferring that we have to live a Christian life in a state of sinlessness. No. Regarding it, loving it, harboring it, fostering it, practicing it. This is willful disobedience. And by the way, there's a delineation between iniquity and sin. This is a purposeful, deliberate loving of that sin that you regard. You have a high regard for it, and it's in your heart. And again, God, it's not that He doesn't want to. He can't. It's inconsistent with who He is. Maybe better said, it's unconfessed sin. And then number seven, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, but it's just as simple as I don't ask. And this again is James chapter 4, second part of verse 2. <laughs> you do not have because you do not ask God. Think about this. You have a prayer that has heretofore gone unanswered. Could it be that it's a prayer that has heretofore gone unasked? Because that's what this is saying. You didn't ask. You didn't ask. I remember early on in my walk with the Lord hearing a, a teaching, very good teaching about this, and there was this picture painted on the portrait of eternity where God had all of these things at the ready, for me, had I but asked. But I didn't. Why not? Did I not think God would answer? Did I think it was too lavish? Did I think it was too over the top? How about this one? Did I think in my unbelief that God couldn't do it? There is no prayer too big and no prayer too small. Example. <laughs> I have to use this because it's a perfect example. I pray for parking spots at Costco. And you know what? I ask God for a parking spot. 
and I get it. And here's the thing, you're, you're not looking for that which you're not seeking, right? And you pull in that parking lot and you're thinking there's no way there's going to be a parking spot up close. Oh really? You don't believe God can have a parking space? See, and everybody's thinking that, so they're not even looking. And they're not asking God. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'm one of the only ones praying for a parking spot. Unless there's somebody else there more spiritual than I, they're probably going to get it before I do. But I'm probably the only one. And because I'm asking, I'm anticipating God answering that which I'm asking for. So I pull up right up front. Uh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Guy's pulling up. He's got his cart. He's, you want my parking spot? Yeah, brother. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> right up front. I almost feel bad. Not really. Not for very long. <laughs> you have not because you ask not. Ask. Just ask me. I almost wonder. It's like God saying, why did you just ask me? Um, I don't know. I would have given you. What you asked for, but you didn't ask me. Well, why do we have to ask? Why can't God just do it? Because there's something that happens in us and to us when we ask, and then He does it. And then He answers the prayer. I think it has something to do with faith. Faith and belief that God's going to do it. When was the last time, I want you to really think through this with me, okay? When was the last time you asked God for something just, I mean, off the charts, over the top? Just, hey God, I need a miracle. <laughs> I need a parking spot. <laughs> I need a healing. I need this. I need that. And just ask Him for the, I mean, it's Preposterous. And here's God going, all right, that's what I'm talking about. Huh? I can do that, you know, because I'm God. And you asked, watch me now. And he does it. And then we're almost in disbelief, like, wow, he did it. And then we, we almost doubt. It's kind of like we start questioning, I can't, I can't believe, well you asked, I did it, I'm God, I can do anything, is there anything too hard for me? I'm the God of the impossible, that was impossible, but I do the impossible. And then you're like, thank you God. And then here's what happens, I'm just, this is, I'll speak for myself. Then you start thinking about all the times when you didn't ask, you're like, you mean I could have asked for that too? And I did it? Oh my God, that's it. I'm asking you for everything. Okay. Ask anything. If it glorifies the Father, and it's good, because every good and perfect gift comes from above, again James, you got it. You got it. It's yours. If it brings me glory, and it's for your good, I'm going to give it to you. Well, I hope this is of help to you and an encouragement to you when it comes to prayers and even fasting. 
We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. The book of Isaiah is an interesting one, as the prophet Isaiah spoke things that God wanted the people of Israel to hear, but they just wouldn't listen. Little did they know that much of what Isaiah spoke had bigger significance than they could have imagined. From beginning to end, the book of Isaiah touches on Jesus Christ coming later on. It refers to the announcement of his coming, his birth, his good news of salvation, his death, and his return to claim his own. Wow, what an incredible insight into the future. Sometimes things are plain right before our eyes, and we just aren't willing to see it for what it is. Although the people were ignorant in that present time, God used Isaiah to speak to them anyway and to proclaim the good news that was to come. Do you know of this good news? If not, we'd like you to check out calvarychapelkaneohe.com and head over to the resources page. There you'll find the ABCs of salvation, which goes into a step-by-step understanding of the good news of Jesus. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join us on Sundays or Thursdays at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. We meet for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times, directions, and more at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Until we meet again, we encourage you to dive deep into God's Word and to look for more things God wants to teach you in this book of Isaiah. Looking forward to next time here on In Spirit and Truth.